So how do you save yourself from a heartbreak? What tricks do love scammers usually use to hook you into romance only to later run away with your money? How can you protect yourself while navigating the ever more dangerous world of online dating? In this episode of YTL, we will talk about the usual modus operandi of love scammers, some of the most dangerous agents of disinformation on the internet who target your heart and your money. Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of YTL, Yung Totoo Lang, a show that talks about the perils of fake news and disinformation. My name is Tara. I am your host. I am a journalist from the Philippines. Join me in half an hour of a conversation on this long-running scam that undoubtedly has broken hearts and may well have destroyed lives. It is a very special episode today and I am super excited because YTL has now expanded from a radio show to a podcast. Of course, para sa aking mga kababayan sa pagsanhan at sa mga karating bayan sa Laguna, you can still listen to YTL on Edge Radio 103.1 on Mondays and Thursdays from 7.30 to 8pm. This is actually our 19th episode on radio. But this is my debut episode on Anchor FM, this amazing podcast platform that I recently discovered. And I am so excited because now we will have an expanded reach. Mas malawak na maabot ng ating kwentuhan dito sa YTL, not just for listeners in Laguna, but listeners from anywhere in the world actually. Of course, the mission remains unchanged. We are still going to talk about fake news and media literacy. But now, mas marami na po ang maabot ng ating show because the YTL podcast can now be heard at any time you wish from anywhere you are through Spotify. It's so amazing. I'm really excited to bring you more of our informative episodes, bring in more guests this year. And because ever since nag-umpisang show last year, this has been my goal, you know, to bring the advocacy to as many people as I can using a free platform that most anyone can access. So I'm really happy to be starting February with with this um, new platform that we have and it's completely free and I'm super excited. So if you can see, magbabago na konti ang format, you might observe me speaking more bilingual because we will be targeting a larger audience so that more people could understand. And um, yeah, so welcome to this pilot episode on the podcast and 19th episode on Edge Radio. Welcome everyone. And of course, because it's almost, you know, we're days away from that um, occasion that some people might be looking forward to while others might be dreading, it's almost Valentine's Day. So I chose this, um, this topic to talk about tonight because it's really like a long running, you know, um, crime actually. It's been, it's been going on for years and marami na ang naloko. I, I have met people, women who have been targeted um, and I myself have seen, you know, like um, friend requests from, from men who are posing to be, you know, like looking for dates or whatever, but then, but then they're obviously just scammers. So that's what we'll talk about tonight and I hope you, you know, stay with me 
for this um, half an hour. So, with the rise of online dating, you know, and dami-dami po na naging scam uh, online, whether it's on Facebook, on Instagram, on on dating sites like Tinder or OkCupid. And marami pong nagta-target mainly um, older women who they feel are desperate for company or else younger ones who are naive, who, who, who don't know, who trust easily. Um, yun po ang mga tina-target, you know. They usually just try, they begin trying by adding you. And if you are receptive to their, you know, messages, they will start trying to win you over. So, um, we are going to use information from the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Uh, they have a very comprehensive consumer information on um, love scammers. And it's really interesting because it, what, what's happening there is actually happening everywhere. And a lot of Filipino women have fallen for these scams. Um, so, how do, we, how do we spot whether the person who just added us on Facebook and is trying to, you know, nagpapakilala, trying to begin wooing us, na parang manliligaw, ganyan. For one, most of them are, of course, foreigners. They use mostly photos of um, um, around middle-aged or Caucasians, white European men or American men um, in general the race is Caucasian and usually you would see that they only have a few photos um, their their profiles are mostly new like recently opened profiles they only have a few friends and they have this you know this, sometimes some sometimes the names are obviously made up sometimes it's hard to spot but mostly they're foreigners and their photos, you would see that um, they have um, a kid, like um, a toddler or, or a teen or a, young, or a young adult in their photos. It shows that they're, they're sometimes they're single dads. It, it, that's their projection, they're single dads. Or, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a sad story behind, behind um, what they tell their, you know, they tar- their targets. So, um, first, the lies that the scammers tell, right? So, first, they will tell you if, you know, they, they hook you, like they get you to engage. Usually, they say, hello, dear, hi, dear. they'll message you, right? And whether it's an Instagram or Facebook or if you matched on Tinder or OKC, you would say, um, hello, um, how are you, dear? Um, and where are you from? They will try to know you, right? And then when you when you're like receptive, um, of course, you will be asking like, where are you from? What do you do? And then and then usually they will say um, that they work at an oil rig, or sometimes they will introduce themselves like a, a, a big time contractor, an engineer, or something like that, or else like a high ranking official in the military or or not even high ranking maybe just a lieutenant or something but just a member of the of the US military usually or else a doctor usually there are you would see them you know they have photos they are doctors be very cautious of that especially like if if like they just suddenly added you out of the blue so these are the usual you know the profiles that they have they are in the military they are doctors or they are contractors who work 
as, as engineers or you know like like big shot contractors working outside of the United States but they say that they are from either Europe or the US stuff like that so that's that's one thing and then their photos usually um, they, they they project that they are single fathers um, but 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 be um, wary because karamihan sa kanila konti lang yung photos that they post on their accounts because they are fairly new and you will also note that konti lang yung friends nila and if you look at their friends list usually it's open um, you would you would be suspicious because mostly the, the 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 their friends are not from the U.S. but from other places like countries in Africa because you know a lot of these scammers it's proven it's been proven that most of them are are based in Africa or or you know from Africa well, working elsewhere but just running these scams so yeah and then another thing that you um, that you you can note is that they would refuse like if you go deep into conversations like like you are like um, taken by them um, and you get um, regular conversations by phone or by chat when when you have audio calls you can note their um, their accent usually it doesn't match um, Usually, it's not an American accent, and if you're very keen on accents, you will be able to um, to note that it's a different accent um, from how they're they're you know introducing themselves. And then another thing, they would they would say that um, they're they are currently out of the country, and and they refuse to do video calls. You know, because of course through video calls, that's that's one. You know, that's your first line if you're if you're meeting uh, someone online. That's a very that if 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 you see the person in video, you know, on a live call, then you'd be able to tell that at least this person is really, you uh, you know, um, real for one that he's who he's saying he is. Like at least physically, you'd see like the photo on the profile will match with with the with the person that you're seeing on the video but scammers usually they refuse to do video calls and they have you know they come up with so many reasons like i'm not using a device with a camera or something like that you know i broke my phone i'm using something you know another device and i cannot use blah blah, blah. so they have they come up with so many reasons to to say that they cannot have a video call with you so usually they will you know test the waters they will ask you what you do they will ask you your financial situation you know they will they will um you know um extract from you they're very strategic you know they're very smart so they will extract from you you know indicators of your financial capability for instance magtatanong sila like for instance like you met them on christmas i magtatanong sila like Oh, have you bought your your um, Christmas gifts? How much are you going to spend on your Christmas gifts? So that gives them like baseline data, you know, that they can work with on what your financial capacity is. Or they will check out your profile for maybe, you know, information or photos of, um, you know, your vacations overseas, how your house looks like. You know, they're very strategic and they note these um 
these data that they see on your profile and they put one two and two together and they they would say oh this person has some financial capacity and if we win her over we can you know get get some cash from her so eventually you know um kapag nagkakamabutihan na kapag close na when you when you become close and um and and at the point where ikaw you're falling for that person na you haven't even you know like met in person and you haven't really seen on video but somehow you became emotionally invested you know you you've been spending time talking on the phone exchanging messages so nakukuha na niya yung tiwala mo and you're you're being vulnerable to them you're confiding to them your you know your your problems or your issues that you probably are dealing with and then they hook you with you know being you know a good listener they will tell you um that they're there for you blah 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 and then as soon as you establish a level of connection they will start testing you like okay um i have an emergency for instance sasabihin nila meron silang uh, kailangan medical expense emergency that they have to fund so ikaw naman na um na who's already invested and who's already caring for that person sometimes maram actually meron several people several women have been you know duped into actually sending cash to the person Okay, I mean sad they will tell you, okay, I need to book a plane ticket, but but you know my 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 money's like caught up in somewhere else. So, ikaw yung pababayaran nila sa travel expenses nila or plane ticket. And then and then yon and then actually they don't really buy the plane ticket. Or another thing is they will tell you kunwari, oh finally magkikita na kayo. I'm gonna go to the Philippines and meet you. So for one, they might try to make you pay, send the money to to buy the ticket. About what kaya na, like your you, how many months you've been talking? Because these scammers really like do the scams like long term, like medium term to long term. They really invest some time in getting you hooked, and then they you know like they, they attack. So so sometimes like they tell you. Um, like for instance you're already in a committed relationship and then they tell you okay i'm going to the philippines um can you please pay for my for my um for my plane ticket for now and then i will i will pay you later so then ikaw naman naniniwala okay finally mamimit ko na siya we will we will be together in person so ipapadala niya sa iyo yung um ipapadala niya yung ipapadala mo sorry yung 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 cash sa kanya and then um minsan they will tell you na meron silang ipapadala sa iyo and you have to pay customs fees blah 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 to retrieve something that's another another tactic one more tactic is that they ask you to pay for their visa or official travel documents for your meeting so So ito yung mga usual that they do to get you hooked and um maloko kayo. Um sometimes sabi nila meron silang kailangan bayaran na, na na debt and then ikaw naman you're so concerned, you know, um malambot na yung puso mo, then you will again send money. So these are the the ways by which these scammers, you know, trick you into sending them money. And then sometimes um after immediately like after you 
they have exhausted all the possible ways to to scam you out of your money they will ghost you their profiles will disappear they will you will just be wondering what's happening you can't contact their phones anymore they disappear on the platforms where you initially met so ito yung mga ways that they 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 um actually just you know um love bomb you they get your money and then pack up and leave basically and then ikaw you end up like broken hearted you don't know what happened you, you're not even sure like was i tricked or something you start questioning yourself and then and then the worst that could happen is like you start you know blaming yourself for what happened and it and it affects your sense of self-worth and that's something that we don't want to have happen to us or to any other woman so um usually they 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 get you to send money through wiring money or gift cards via amazon google play itunes or stuff like that So so those are the ways. Uh so now that um you know some of the you know what what you have to look out for and avoid when you meet people online or trying to you know and get to know you better especially strangers from out of the blue adding you um and they're overseas um these are the things that you must do If you suspect that you are being hooked into a romance scam, into a love scam, um ito yung mga dapat yung gawin kung um palagay nyo ay yung kausap nyo online ay isang scammer. So number one, stop communication completely and immediately. So so block that person whether it's on Facebook, on Tinder, wherever you met on Instagram, block them everywhere if you have been talking via um phone calls i-block niyo na rin yung number nila so that hindi na kayo matawagan or ma-text. Uh, number two, you can talk to someone you trust and you can confer with a friend or a family member who who may have already been expressing uh, you know um, concern for you because of your new love interest. So you can you, you know you can confer with with other people close to you and tell them your experience so that you can make a better decision and um sometimes kasi other people can help you make judgments um of your or or or, or make better decisions diba especially when it's something as as big as as you know a love scam so so yeah and then you can also you know go online and educate yourself you can search on the internet for you know um legitimate information search for the keywords like love scam romance scam so you learn much more i mean other than what you're hearing from the podcast tonight um you can learn much more from what you will see on online and from of course use reputable um sources like this this webpage by the US Federal Trade Commission. You can also search for news stories like ABS-CBN News. You can search for stories about victims of love scams and you will note, you know, you probably will see some patterns that also happen to you that are comparable with with those that happened to those victims. And this is very important. You can reverse image search a person's profile picture. So 
you can do that by by uh, going on google and you just type re- how to do a reverse image search usually what you do is you save the the image of the person that you met whoever you're talking to right um yung kausap ninyo na yung 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 love interest that you met and then you 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 save their image you upload it on a reverse image Uh, search platform that's online and it will help you you know um, spot kung saan nanggaling where these images came from there's this um, recurrent um, image that of a, of a profile you know it's been used so many times on scammers profiles and it's obvious that it's, it's it's a scam it's it's um, part of a scam because it, it uses this very same image of a doctor Um, tapos iba-iba lang yung pangalan niya it, it, it has had so many incarnations whether it's on Instagram and dami niyang profiles and on Facebook and nakakatawa kasi it, it keeps on and dami kong um, um, requests whether on Facebook or Instagram for from this um, from various profiles na same yung photos and it's really funny how the scammers can also be you know sort of kind of dumb in that respect that they think that they won't be caught in that way. Another another way for you to spot um, a scammer is on Facebook, on the Facebook profile, right? Um, when you click on a profile, uh, doon sa where you, where you see the URL, doon sa bar sa ibabaw ng browser mo, like on Safari, you will see kung saan nakasulat yung HTTPS colon slash slash www.facebook.com usually yung name yung profile names ay karugtong nung .com so like me https www.facebook.com slash tarakismundo so yon so legit because that's my name you will see tong scammers let's say their name is Scott Williams yun yung nakasulat sa profile nila but when you look at the URL address bar sa taas dun sa after na facebook.com slash, iba yung pangalan dun. Usually, it's an entirely different name of, you know, and that in itself makes it really suspicious. So, so that's another thing that you have to watch out for. Um, so, again, um, just to recap the signs of a scam, number one, they would you know tell you that they love you so fast they're so in love with you they want to be together so soon usually their their claim of their, their claims of employment you know overseas in business or military service or they're in the medical field mga doctor ganyan. usually they 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 would say that they have some sad story that they are a single dad or that they they that they lost their parents when they were young you know those sad stories and then another another sign is they will ask you for money and they will they will ask you to talk outside of the dating app but they don't agree on talking to you by a video so there and then another thing is um, that they they have a medical emergency they will ask you for money to send them for travel And then they will say he plans to visit, and then um, uh, ask you to pay for their their um, plane ticket. But then they won't be they won't because of because of because of some emergency 
Um, in, in, in the U.S. report, they say that this romance scam is the costliest scam ever because it, it cost the victims a total of $201 million in 2019. Can you imagine that? And those are just cases reported in the, in, to the FTC, which means it's in the United States. And then again, what you can do is, you know, um, don't let any person you meet online rush you. And if it's obvious that if it's a, that it's a scam, you know, stop communications right away. Don't transfer money from your bank account. Don't say send money from your bank or wire money to an online love interest because it's you will you really won't get it back. And then you have to if you think that you sent money through your bank because that would mean that they will have your bank information. Um, uh, you have to contact your bank right away and you know make sure that your your um, bank information is protected. So you have to block this person. Um, be careful not to send money um, and um, protect your bank information. Don't give away your credit card information, of course, um, so that you will stay protected. So basically, just be really um, wary. Wag maniwala sa mabubulaklak na salita just because you want to find love and you think that this seem this person seems to be your one the one for you but but you have to be really careful because marami na po ang naloko ng love scam so yeah there you have it i hope that you picked up a thing or two from our conversation tonight and again just be extra careful when dealing with people you meet online be wary of warning signs do not send your money do not give financial or credit card information. There are so many of them. Wag po tayo agad maniniwala sa mga nagpapakilala sa inyo online, on Facebook, on Instagram, or on dating sites. If you would like to listen to the full episode again on radio, please tune in again on Thursday, same time, 7.30 to 8 p.m. on Edge Radio 103.1. Or if you're listening via Spotify, you can download this episode and listen anytime at your convenience and please please follow the podcast so that you'd get updates on my next uploads um my endeavor is that you know as much as we are putting out episodes on radio every week we will also do the same on the podcast so thanks for listening and join me again next time on ytl yung totoo lang your podcast against fake news wherever you are tonight rest well and stay safe Just how bad is the disinformation and fake news problem in the Philippines? How does the media landscape in the country look like from the perspective of a foreign correspondent? And what are some of his interesting encounters reporting from the Philippines while covering the current administration? Hello and welcome to our fifth episode of the YTL podcast, Yung Totoo Lang, our 23rd on 103.1 Edge Radio in Laguna. I'm your host, Tara Kismundo, a journalist from the Philippines. Thanks for joining us in the show that wages a battle against fake news and disinformation. 
On tonight's episode, we are talking to a foreign correspondent who has been assigned in the Philippines since 2017. A graduate of the University of London and Harlow College, he has been working for BBC News since 2004 and has traveled to 40 countries covering major breaking news from all over the world. Before coming to Manila, he was assigned in Washington, D.C., Dubai, New Delhi, and Dhaka. In the Philippines, he has extensively covered the drug war, the media crackdown, and everything else in between. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the Batman of the BBC in Manila, Howard Johnson. Welcome, Howard. <laughs> Thanks for coming aboard. Thanks for your time. Yeah, no problem at all, Tari. It's just really great to be here. I'm on, I think, day 100, 320 of something. Uh, yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. No, it's true. It's all through over 300 nearly, days now. Nearly, yeah. yeah, nearly there. Yeah, we're just 10 days away from actually from the anniversary of the quarantine. <laughs> So Gosh, yeah, and yeah. It, yeah, I really wanted to get the perspective of a foreign correspondent who has spent a great deal of time covering the Philippines and to get your insights about this information here, because for sure there's something that you see that we don't. So, so perhaps we could um, let's you know let's start with that. Like, what can you say or what what are your observations about the social media landscape in the Philippines? You know, the proliferation of fake news and disinformation on these platforms, and how has this you know been interacting with with the real media well i've seen a lot of fake news out there of course and there are the fact checkers and i've met i've met the people from vera files mm. talking about that process but i think the thing i found more interesting was the the troll farms i think that was the, oh. the story i found more interesting because in my life you know 15 years at the bbc I've covered a lot of stories, but I've never felt the wrath of online mm. trolls like I have here. Wow. And and when I first experienced it here, I had to get my head around it. I, I couldn't really work out what was going on mm. in the first day or two. Like everyone else here, anyone else who's written something or, or made a documentary that might be um, slightly critical might uh, end up getting uh, targeted and, and I mm. actually couldn't really work out what was going on in the beginning but then it dawned on me that all the language was the same there were the same mm. words like bias, Dilawan yeah, yeah, yeah. prostitute, hornalist oh, I was gosh. thinking well, these words are strange because they're coming from someone and mm. they're attacking me with these words about prostitution and being mm. a whore and I'm thinking they're coming from your mouth you know like yeah. what kind of standard are you uh, putting on me because right yeah you know, in my reporting i've never gone down into the dirt i haven't mm. threatened anyone with killing mm. i haven't threatened anyone with being a, a whore or a press mm. a prostitute yeah. or anything prostitute, like that. Yeah. So, well for me i just thought it was it was uh, very odd and also a lot of gifts and it felt very coordinated mm. and of course around that time it was all very new but we've seen in time you know obviously facebook taking down these uh, fake networks. We know that there is an organized. We, we've heard, I've heard a lot of stories from different groups saying, yeah, these trolls, troll farms, um, you know, paid per hit. And um, I, you know, heard other rumors of certain offices having a, a, a troll desk, all this stuff. Oh, and yeah. I just realized, well, I shouldn't take it to heart because it's just mm. someone's job trying to undermine right. me. And actually, in the end, what I did, I just took all the comments and I, I wrote a 
uh, <laughs> I wrote a, a radio dispatch about it for a program called From Our Own Correspondent, which is this like very classic Radio 4 World Service radio program. Mm. And that was then broadcast around the world. So I really showed what was going on with these pro oh, wow. administration trolls. Mm, mm. And, and, and funny enough, it ended up uh, making it into a book of, of this program uh, for oh, our wow. correspondent, Dispatches of the Decade. And mm. on the back page, my mom was so over the moon, had my name on the back, uh, uh, you know, next to all these brilliant BBC journalists. It said, Howard Johnson gets trolled in the Philippines. What? So sadly, that, that's how I'll be remembered. But, you know, that, you know that, that's, um, that's uh, something that happened to me here. Mm, what, what do you think, what, what kinds of stories do you think, you know, like, um, earned you this animosity from these um, trolls? Well, we looked at um, the tenets of uh, democracy. We looked at the, the, sep you know, the separation of power. We looked at the constitution. Mm. Uh, we, look we looked at uh, things like uh, nepotism, history, certain mm. characters coming back from the past. We really, I guess, in one documentary, sort of pressed all the buttons at once. And I think perhaps it was because of that that we uh, triggered uh, this uh, vitriolic response. Mm. Um, I, I think when you when you look at the the bigger pattern of the things that have been going on, people being removed, court cases filed against other people, mm. harassment, and then the mm. fact that then I got harassed for saying it, mm. uh, and then of course ABS-CBN uh, faces. You see, the president makes these statements about ABS-CBN. Okay. Oh, so you were, uh, we were talking about the attacks. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so the attacks were coming in. Mm. And, oh yeah. And you asked me what, what was it that triggered it? And, um, so we've been looking at, um, the different uh, strands of power and, mm. and we're looking at the judiciary, the executive, mm. Mm. um, we were looking at media and we were looking at how each of them had felt the wrath of the government yeah. one way or another. Yeah. And it was because of that, that um, the fact that we managed to press all the buttons mm. at the same time, as well as looking at the Marcos's family, uh, the Marcos family's um, return to politics. Um, and I, I doorstepped uh, Bong Bong Marcos and Aimee Marcos. And I think maybe because of that partnership between the government and, and the Marcus family, that perhaps that was what maybe led to um, a lot of trolling uh, for the week mm, after mm. the documentary went out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I remember that you have, you know, like I mentioned in the intro, you've extensively also covered the, the drug war. Um, yeah. Was there any, like, encounter that you felt like you were... Um, under physical, you know, actual danger? Uh, I never felt I was um, in danger when I was covering any of the, the nights that we were doing mm. the drug war. I think mm. the danger was actually PTSD, to be honest, oh, because geez, yeah. you, you don't really, you don't really want to see dead bodies because you'll right. never erase them from your head. That really. is true. Um, so I was mindful not to look at too many, and I and and you know I know those uh, night crawlers. They they they've done a lot of um, coverage of it night after night, and I wonder 
whether they're haunted by the images that they've seen and photographed. But we, we'd spend nights in uh, the funeral parlor and there'd be bodies on slabs and